Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. As I give, I receive. Welcome to Love Life and Merry Christmas. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan and Merry Christmas to you all. Or if it's not Christmas, it might be Hanukkah or it might be... Oh, what's the one they sell at African Americans celebrate? I've forgotten what it's called. Terrible. Uh, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Oh, no wonder you can't remember yeah. that. You need to tell me what that is. I think we all need to do a bit more Google research. But I, the point is that this is a really interesting time of year because it's the time that a lot of cultures, you know, from ancient times have chosen this time to celebrate their most significant festivals and celebrations, right back to the ancient Greeks and Romans with Saturnalia and all of the pagan stuff and all the different countries have their different overlaying celebrations at this exact time. So whether you call it Christmas or you call it Kwanzaa or you call it Hanukkah or you call it the Festival of the Light, I don't know, whatever it means to you, Yuletide for the pagans, this is the time that everyone around the world is putting a lot of intention into coming together and having festivals of their own with different foods, um, different beliefs, um, but above all, I would say a connectivity that is on the same page of somehow reaching higher than ourselves or out of ourselves for a purpose greater than ourselves and coming together to celebrate that. Is that what it means to you, Jane? Yeah, it is, absolutely. I feel that it's a time that we really do reflect on who's important, who is it that we desire to connect with, who is it that we want to actually get an old-fashioned Christmas card and send it off, or who do we want to make sure we catch up with and see before the big day if you're not seeing them on the day. And I guess traditionally in my home it's family on the day. But I also want to add in that uh, we've just had in the Southern Hemisphere, of course, a summer solstice. Mm. So we've just had our longest day of the year, which is great for us, and shortest day in winter solstice for Northern Hemisphere. Mm. And so I guess that here in the Southern Hemisphere, because we have the summer solstice tied in at the same time as celebrating Christmas and at the same time as celebrating the the end of the year it's kind of a really big energy of festival of summer and relaxation and so we have our long holidays at the same time as these rituals are happening and the blessings that come with that is that we really do get to focus on a whole heap of stuff while we're not in the intenseness of perhaps mid-year working routine Mm, very true and I think that's possibly where it differs with the northern hemisphere who might get Um, a couple of weeks off if they're lucky or a week off you know or or a handful of days off work and have to go straight back yeah whereas you know our children at school are on their summer holidays of you know two months off Mm. and so it's a time of really it's doing the things that are the most important to you and so therefore what does that do it places us in a higher vibration it places us in a a feel-good place and so, and we've got the sunlight streaming in, and so we are able to really take the time to celebrate whatever you're celebrating at this time of year in a really connected way. Mm, beautiful take on it. We wanted to spend this episode looking at a couple of aspects of Christmas through our spiritual filter. One of them, of course, is the fact that Christmas is about giving, and we can explore that and maybe 
some ways to actually give gifts if you are a spiritual person, how you can do that with maybe just that much more meaning. Um, and the other aspect, of course, is is rituals and, and, you know, the celebratory rites, the sacredness, the magic, which, as you all know, if you've heard me rant in the past, I think is completely being stamped out and forgotten in today's society. And I'll probably go on a spiel at some point, the three-quarter point, if you just want to fast forward to or from away from that point where I... <laughs> get angry and make people do more more decorating um, <laughs> essentially um yeah so we're going to be looking at, at gifts and rituals and maybe jane would like to start with with the topic of gifts and and the the vibration of receiving and she's given us that beautiful affirmation today as i give i receive what does that mean jane there's never a time that if you're giving from your heart that you don't get so much more back than whatever it is you've given. Now, that's regardless of whether it is something that you've bought with money or whether you've given your time or you've given your words or you've given your service. It doesn't matter what way you've given. It just somehow feels so good that you tend to get it back double or tenfold or a hundredfold. It just comes back. So the more effort that you put into your giving the greater the love's going to come back to you. Oh, and it's not about validation. It's not about, it's not about getting somebody to go, oh, my God, I love my present. I mean, yeah, that's nice. But it is about the depth of connection that you have through the commitment of thought or time or acts that you have put mm. into what it is you've given. Showing up for that moment in, yeah. in every way. And can I just say at this juncture, I was at a wedding on the weekend and it was it was such a cool kind of pagan spiritual sacred wedding because it was overseen by a high priestess and a shaman. So they had the burning of sage, they had the pagan hand fasting, they had the wreaths, etc. But one of the things that was said at the beginning of the ceremony was they said, you know, today we're doing a very you know ancient magical ritual or sacred ritual. But they said, but we want you all to know that all of you, by showing up today to stand around and witness and partake in, in, this, in this wedding ceremony, all of you receive the blessing as well. And you will all walk away with a gift from being here. Beautiful. And I thought that's just gorgeous. And you can totally superimpose that onto Christmas Day and, and in a similar way. You know, it's about magic making. It's about a group of people coming together to create an energy that feels special and once off and rare and and magical, isn't it? It is so gorgeous. I love that. God, I want to hang out with your crowd. I need to get invited to weddings like that. I mean, that just reminds me of you put a post up on Facebook a couple of weeks ago of some of your beautiful your ritual, uh, the ceremony that you did for the young 12-year-old girls, mm. which, by the way, had so many comments and hits. It was just so beautiful. We're screaming out for this as a society to have more of this in our life. So now's the time of year to start it. Let's mm. get it happening. Mm. But, you know, when you were sharing about this beautiful way that they opened the ceremony and saying how everybody will receive, mm. you know what came straight to my mind was the time when I first decided I wanted to re-enter the church, having not been a part of any church since I was about 12 years old and the insecurities that came up with me because I didn't know the hymns I didn't know when to say you know uh, I can't remember the words now because it's been a long time since I've gone when to kneel down when to stand up and I can remember going to receive holy communion because I wanted to connect with whatever was going on in this service I wanted to participate fully and I can remember somebody saying oh no you can't go and I remember getting really pissed off and going, who says I can't go up and have my blood and bread? Who says that? 
I know the rules. Churches do. The rules, Jane. So I went up. That just made me more determined to go up. Of course you did. It's my connection with God or whoever it is that you want to connect with of, of the infinite universe. And it just made me think that people that hold these ceremonies, all of them come from the same place of wanting people to connect to them and to what their beliefs are. And maybe if you're a part, if, if anyone listening to this is a part of holding some sort of ceremony or ritual or whatever, take a moment to just stop and pull on your compassion, pull on your, your empathy and think, is there anybody in this congregation, group, network, home that maybe doesn't feel comfortable because they're not familiar with what it is we're about to do? Just take a moment to say, just feel whatever it is you feel and be a part of it and participate in whatever it is you want to participate in. Observe with just what you want to observe or step out of what you don't want to be a part of mm. and have no rules and don't make people feel uncomfortable because they're wanting to connect but they don't know the rules. And I've had that happen several times. I've had it happen at, at richly spiritual things where suddenly they're doing circle work and there's all these words that they're supposedly I'm supposed to know and don't know and... I om at the wrong time or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's we need to take a moment and welcome the new in and not be superior mm. in our understanding of rituals and practice. Assumed knowledge entry points where you just sort of assume yeah. everyone's on the same page. Yeah, you know and what? then make yeah. them feel uncomfortable. And that, I actually believe, scares a lot of people off from connecting. They've got the desire to connect and then they walk in and and they're wearing stiletto heels, six inches of makeup, they've got 10 different coloured dyes in their hair and they walk into somewhere where everybody is organic and no chemicals and wearing everything natural and beautiful and they feel suddenly like judged and not a part of it. Mm. This is this ties in a lot with your um, beliefs around etiquette, Jane, doesn't it, and how to really bring people into any situation and make them feel comfortable and that, that stuff. Yeah, it through. is, yeah. yeah. If you want to have a deep connection, you've got to do that. You've got to be aware and... And take moments to to stop and put yourself in someone else's shoes and think, well, I always love doing this, but, you know, I, I don't know, it can be as simple as, well, I like serving um, hot entrees with everybody seated at the table and nobody is to start until all of the food's on the table. But do all your guests know that? Such, do they? Such a good point. So just say this is what we like to do mm -hmm. and then we wait till all the food's on the table and maybe we do a blessing and we love to do this and we'd love it if you could join in with us. And suddenly you hear everyone relax and breathe out and go, oh, cool, this sounds beautiful. I love this. This is a bit different, isn't it? Well, this is ceremony. This yes. is special. Today is a different Sunday lunch than it would normally be. And if, they're, if it's a bit unfamiliar for them, at least you've given them a heads up before yeah. so they're not awkward in the moment. Yeah, and feeling embarrassed of, mm. oh, shit, I just broke my bread roll before the queen ate you know <laughs> i always say to my kids i'm like come on charlotte cut it out you wouldn't eat like that if the queen was sitting here <laughs> eat, eat like as if the queen's here that is so my mum that is so my mum right. that's hilarious yeah. little does she know that i actually did get to meet a future queen in, in real life well, i know she never thought that when she spent 20 years saying i'm going to teach you manners so that you can be eating with the queen yeah. well yeah. i've got to have a few champers mm. with one yeah, she's, she's not yet but she will be she will be a queen um okay so back to gift just back to gift and receiving energy i don't know if we've started to wonder into ritual energy yet but just back to gifts 
you know, it's interesting with my mother, who is such a generous person. She'll just shop and shop and shop and buy and buy and buy and buy until you're actually red-faced embarrassed at the amount of over-gift-giving that come, comes from her. But it's funny because I think my mum's – she often gets gifts wrong. She doesn't Bless quite that. know – She, I mean, she's been married for like how long? 30-something, 40 years – she still doesn't know what to get my dad. She still can't quite feel him out after this long. And same as me. I mean, she's known me since I was born. She doesn't seem to quite be able to intuit in the way that I've observed some people are remarkable at gifts. Even if they're people, for example, that don't have much money, they'll always remember your birthday or special occasion. They'll always give you a gift that you know they've spent some money on at a nice shop and it's wrapped really high quality, like really beautiful, the card, the whole thing. Some people do that. And it's not just then the materialistic aspect of it, but it's also they really get that one thing that you just go, oh, it's like you just read my mind or read my soul. Like, that's so me. I think it's a real knack to be able to know how to buy something for someone that's really them. And, and it's not something I'm very good at either. I actually struggle with it a lot, um, particularly if – you know, buying jewellery or clothes for someone to say, I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't No, I wouldn't dare never either. Dare, but some people dare and they get it right and they know how to do it. So what is that? That must be a whole other level of using your psychic powers in a different way. Either that or they're a fashion stylist. <laughs> no, I'm talking about <laughs> average people. But, you know, I remember... I've some... got lots of gifts wrong over the years, but I've equally got a lot right. Yeah. But what I found, the ones that have been the best received have actually not been at all about money. But they're things like doing a photo book. You know, you do them online. Oh, yeah. Doing photo books. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like I'm doing one at the moment for a girlfriend's 40th. And so when they receive that, I mean, a beautiful memento of their life, but at the same time it's that knowing that I've actually spent weeks and weeks in their energy, you know, connecting with mm. this person. Yeah. Or it's when you take a long time to write what you we've talked about on the podcast where you send those text messages of, of you know, random text message coming to you because I want you to know that I feel this about you mm. when you write your beautiful things. Well, you can do that also with with cards or I don't do poems, but I do write long, heartfelt, emotional connection. And you can find different ways of giving it. One year I made homemade bonbons god I must have had a lot of time on my hands back then and I did do personalized little gifts I had little tiny bottles of port in some for the the older men that were at our table and I had little affirmations in there and all sorts of things so it's the the homemade you can never ever go wrong with that is getting more and more appreciated mm. for the love and connection as we get further away from from the homemade yeah I love that Jane I love that and you know off the back of talking about my mum I remember talking about a girlfriend with it once and saying you know my mum just sometimes really gets it wrong and my girlfriend said yeah it's because she lacks confidence it's almost like she doesn't believe in herself to kind of almost tune into herself to really feel what what needed to be done or what the connection was so I guess this year, if you listen to this, you've probably already bought all your gifts, but it, but if you're one of those people that goes in four hours before Christmas Eve into the, into the crazy shopping mall and runs around like a chicken with your head cut off going... <laughs> that used to be me. I used to do that when I was, Panic. you know, single corporate girl. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. And men tend to shop that way too sometimes. <laughs> oh, what, Christmas is tomorrow? Oh, God. Yeah, but right. it's not too late to actually sit down and just um, 
I think, well, who's coming to my home? Why don't I do little place cards? Mm-hmm. Why don't I just cut some card up, write, write each person's name and write something beautiful about them and mm-hmm. just plonk that on their dinner plate? But, yeah, and I'm thinking that if you do are buying physical gifts for people, why not approach it the same way that Jane and I told you would approach other things in your life, like going into a big job interview or trying to make a choice or decision in your life, where you sit down and you tune in. You do your little prayer, you do your little meditation, you sit there, hand on the heart, and you think about the person that you're going to buy the gift for, whether it's Christmas or a birthday or whatever, and you just try and connect with some essence of them that sings out very, very loud and clear and true, the, the most sort of almost overriding essence of them, and then feel your way into that essence and find the gift or the subject matter that's best going to align with helping to propagate or promote or or widen that essence in them, something that could feed that essence in them. Beautiful. I think I think would be a good way to go. Well, I often do the gifts of, you know, going into those gorgeous stores like Karma, mm. where you know everything in there is beautiful vibration and you know that... You know, even if it's a gorgeous vase with, you know, wood and stone and glass and pebbles and it's got the tea lights or the candle in it, you know that when somebody puts that in their home, mm. it is going to have a beautiful emitting energy or, you know, the essential oils or the the gorgeous cards. You know, I'll often give card, um, you know, your angel cards or different Absolutely. oracle cards. And if you are listening, like so many of our Love Life listeners are people from holistic wellness modalities, so you might... You know, like, like me, I make flower essences or maybe you're a masseuse or maybe you're a coach or maybe you're a, you know, a healthy vegan chef or whatever you are. You can give healthy vegan little packed up foods to all beautiful. of your friends. You can give a massage voucher to your friends or a chakra balancing voucher to your friends. I make can, your own beautiful yeah. massage oil. I can give away flower essences that I've blessed to friends with like hand-drawn cards wrapped, you know, that I've made from my own garden. Like you can absolutely give those kinds of gifts, which is a bit of a throwback to childhood. Remember the days when we'd always like craft together some crappy thing for mum and dad and give them the stuffed reindeer with the nose we'd stuck on at kinder and kinder or, you know, like primary school. And they'd be like, oh, darling you know we used to give these gorgeous little homemade gifts as kids but as adults you know I think there's something very powerful and meditative in first of all saying okay three weeks before Christmas I'm going to clear a Saturday I'm going to clear that afternoon four or five hours I'm going to bake the goddamn gingerbread or I'm going to get on Pinterest and look something up I'm going to go to spotlight or the craft store I'm going to get the necessary things I'm going to make 15 or 20 or 30 of these things on that Saturday so that they're maybe for you it's making the huge puddings that you actually wrap up in linen or cloth and you know who knows whatever it is make stuff and then and my you know that they can either be as your actual um, wedding gifts Christmas gifts or what my mother used to always do and she's so American and she's such a homemaker and she's just she's just so of the lost arts of 1950s Stepford like you know she would always um in a few weeks before Christmas um do the baking and she'd bake all the different sorts of like four or five or six different recipes of biscuits um all Christmas themed and then we'd sit down at the table with tissue paper and ribbons and cards and stickers and scissors and all of that and we would individually wrap them into these gorgeous little bundles and then she'd always have a tray by the front door and this is so American it's like at Halloween time how they've always got the candies by the door waiting and everyone who came to the house in that seasonal festive holiday period would always receive whether it was the gardener or someone just dropped in which people do a lot in Christmas because people come from out of town and pass through and say hi or if it was just you know friends who would catch up with everyone who left the house would have something to take with them during that 
that season. Oh, I love it. That and is I, absolutely if gorgeous. If there's any Eastern Europeans listening, I know they're all nodding fervently, going, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we invented this. Like, 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 there's a lot of cultures in the world where this is the time of year that wherever you go, the culture will shower you with, with gifts. Like, I mean, I went to I did a reading the other day for the most beautiful um, – Bulgarians who I've only met like two or three times and the, so the third time they're like Rebecca why don't you just come back to our home so I go in and they've put on the entire lunch it's all been cooked from scratch scratch right down to the jam to the scones to the savouries to the if the dining room table has been set this is for me to go give them a reading that they're paying for oh they put on that the, is so lovely there's pots of tea there's pots of coffee there's everything you could ask for and then she starts to bring out the gifts now she says Rebecca in, in a very heavy accent it's nearly Christmas and in our tradition we give the I'm like you don't even know me she She's giving, she had gifts for each of my children. She had chocolates for each of my children. She had chocolates for me. She had jam for me. She had wine for me. And she had a top for me that she bought good quality cotton. And I was just, I was almost oh embarrassed. I was just like almost mortified with how much abundance had been heaped upon me. And that is a cultural thing that they do. And so. See, again, I've got to hang out with more of your kind of people. You look <laughs> cool weddings, cool readings. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So I went home and I did the, I got out because she's given me effort. So I gave back effort. I got out a beautiful card. I got out the pen and the fountain, like the fountain pen and the ink, and I hand wrote the ink message of thanks and appreciation, and I popped it in the letterbox and I sent it back. Beautiful. Which is the only way to respond. To, like, you'd never send a text or something. No, or something that's like. right. You would call or you would write a letter afterwards that really said thank you at the deepest vibrational level. Which brings me to another gift method that I think is so beautiful any time of the year, however, particularly now, and that is. If you have spare money or if you've got spare jam or whatever, randomly popping it in people's letterboxes. Oh, that's, that's, that's and that episode. They don't know. We did do it before, I know, yeah. but now's the time to touch on Is it that, again. I love it. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what that episode was. I think it was, I think it was different ways of giving. Mm, something like that. It's really cool that idea. And it's things like, you know, you can put $5 with a, a note on it or a $10 note with a, with a little sticky note on it that says, please take if you need mm. and stick it on the petrol tank mm. or, you know, stick it on the end of the checkout and just leave it and not know whether it's going to be used, whether it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to get thanked for it. You know, the art of giving to be able to give without any feedback of that gift being received and without telling anyone that you did it yes yes can you do it and then not broadcast it yeah and guess what i went around and did this today (laughs) here's the test though when you do that all right so do two things do one and tell people and do another and don't tell people and check in with your own guidance as to how you feel i'm telling you the one that you don't tell people about you're actually going to feel even better about it's like a delicious secret, it is it? it is it's just that little thing that you get to go oh and it feels mm. good in your tummy it mm. just feels good rituals yeah Beck, I you know. are the queen of rituals i'm such a champion for ritual because i've said this before in podcasts and i'm going to say it again because it's obviously so relevant to this topic today with christmas is <sighs> if you want there to be a sacred magic feeling in, in, in anything that you do or in aspects of your life or in things that you celebrate. You as, it's your job as an adult to create magic, to, 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 to make that happen. Now, I went to the ballet a few weeks ago, which is quite a posh old-fashioned car. I mean, I know it's not. I mean, I know lots of normal people in blue jeans go to the ballet, but to me, going to the ballet is a very old-world thing to do. And I was there with two 70-year-old ladies, and one Beautiful. of them was English. And I started to talk to her about Christmas time and her childhood in England because I was actually 
secretly searching. My anthropological self came out and I wanted to dig around for early um, folklore-based festivals that she may have attended as a child, like Maypoles and oh, things like that. Wow. And absolutely. So I started to probe her about when she was a child. So she, she said in her 70s, she would have, I can't do the maths. We're talking early 20th century stuff, like childhood in the, what, 30s, 20s? 40s, 30s. Yeah. So... And absolutely. So she said, yes, you know, my, my, my father always would do this. My mother would do that. We'd go out and find the conquer nuts on this day. And then we'd go, we'd always have the maypole on that day. And at Christmas, these sorts of rituals and activities would happen. And the puddings would always be made and hung up in the pantry and, da, 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 and all of that. And, and, you know, and then she started to get really nostalgic about it. And she started to talk about it like, yes, of course, it's very different in the Northern Hemisphere. It's much more magical. See, these words start to come out because there's a lot more of the decorations and the lights that come out. There's a lot more of the traditions, the old traditions passed down of the cooking and the decorating that used to come out. And I'm telling you, some of the traditions of Christmas, they go back thousands of years. You want to know why Christmas has red and green. You look at the Holy King and the Oak King. It's all pagan. Um, you know, it all comes from the pagan framework, belief system. Mistletoe, holly, they're all druid plants, Celtic, pagan, whatever plants. Um, so, you know, it just sort of reminded me that there are so many people in, well, I can only speak for Australia. Let's look at our country. There are, there are so many people who will wake up on the 24th or the 25th of December and sort of view it like any other day with a big dinner thrown in. Like, oh, yeah, and on that day we've got to see all the family and we just and we still barbecue. And, and, I know, and, yeah, you might bring presents and you might see some people you haven't seen for a while, but that's it. There's lots of other days in the year like that that you might have a big get-together or an anniversary or a wedding or something where people get together. How are you going to make this different? How can you bring sacredness to this for your children? Well, the kids get Santa, so, oh, yeah, they've got something of a mystical tradition happening there, but... Let's go one deeper. Let's go one deeper. Can you be the kind of parent that has things in a box? And I don't just mean decorations, but maybe even jewellery or clothing that only comes out one day a year. This is my grandmother's ring. I only wear it on the 24th every year because we're Polish and we do Polish Christmas Eve and that's when we celebrate it. And you, this is your, your bupsha's you know, ring and da, 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 And pass that down to your children. Is there? Can you have decorations which aren't just left somewhere that you can kind of see them during the year passing in and out, but hidden away? So when that box comes out and the lid opens and the smells come out of the box, the cinnamon comes out, the nutmeg comes out, the cloves come out, and the Children have this instant, you know, all of their senses cluster together to give them that impact of the boom of the, the memory. And when they, they, your children are 56 or 81, if they smell clove and cinnamon nutmeg, they'll remember your living room in the year 2015 or whatever, you know. Um, so and if you haven't got old things, you can still create them. You start now. You just start now. You begin that box. So this year you go shopping and you hand select some really beautiful ornaments that speak to you for different reasons. You start an ornament book. See, my mother... Well, oh, sorry, go on. I was just going to say my mother travelled Europe um, or she travelled the world twice at a time when women didn't travel the world because she was a bit of a renegade and she went through all these countries and she hand selected these amazing ornaments from everywhere from Turkey to, to India to Germany to Prague and all of these beautiful ornaments and she's kept them all so as a child I would always open up these boxes to these incredible international ornaments and so at one point as a teenager because I wanted to know the story behind every single one of them I began an ornaments book and I would spend time sitting with mum and picking them out and saying what about this one what about that one and she would tell me and I would write it down and then as new ones came so I would buy her ornaments she would buy me ornaments we'd write down 2009 glass ornament purchased in Sydney on a trip to visit you know grandma or whatever and that's Beautiful. how you can add more meaning 
to these to these days. Beautiful, I love it. I like the idea of um, of you know doing the around the Sikkawik. You're sitting around a dining table, and it is quite literally. Let's just go around the circle. What are you grateful for? You can talk about the year of what you're grateful for. You can project into the future. What would you? What are you wishing for? What are you hoping for? What are you setting your intent for for 2016? Mm. Things like that that are only done on special days. Mm. And this is going to sound like such a staged plug, but it's not. Jane, as you may know, has these colouring in um, Christmas cards. <laughs> something like that is exactly the kind of magic I'm talking about. Get a book of something like of Jane. Go and get Jane's book. Print hyphen x.com and sit around like for example this is what i'm going to do this year and jane doesn't know this yet i'm going to do and i do this every year i do a craft christmas day a week or two before christmas with my children and other friends that are invited with their children and we make gingerbread so that we roll it out the children cut out the shapes at the end of it they put them in individual bags with ribbons so they each take home their own gingerbread i'm going to have them all color in their own christmas cards to give to somebody special out of Aww. jane's book and then we also do one other craft activity that we've found on the internet you know which could be anything but so these sorts of developing and but it's making the time it's it's saying i carve out the space to to you know to create these rituals because i'll send christmas cards and people go oh you're so good i didn't send any this year sorry i didn't have time of course you take because you had time yeah that's a choice yeah it is a choice well does it count that i do the ikea christmas tree kits (laughs) (laughs) if the whole family gets involved in it actually it is beautiful because it's done with my nieces it's my nieces and my children so the 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 four girls get together and they do their gingerbread house. And, in fact, we only saw them on the weekend. And, um, actually, okay, I've just blown it that we're pre-recording. <laughs> All right, I saw them about four weeks ago. And they said, um, um, Jane, are you going to be getting the, the gingerbread houses this year? And of course. So they know as soon as they go on to school holidays, that's something that they look forward to doing every year as they get together and do and each. those each. are the marker sticks, the barometers, the yard sticks of the rhythms and cycles of life. And I've talked about this before, but your children, when children are very young, they still don't have a lot of sense of the passing of time. The only way that they can begin to find that anchor into natural rhythms is if you bring out certain things at certain time of year you know, whatever your own customs and traditions are. But if, if it's for birthdays, have something that only comes out for a birthday. If it's for Christmas or New Year's, if it's Thanksgiving, if it's something else, Valentine's Day, have little decorations. Easter that only come out on those special days so your children can begin to look forward to. The trees are changing colour. That means mum always dot, dot, dot. Or the minute I see butterflies in the garden and this particular lilac bush blooms, I always know that this happens in my life. And that is that is magic. As I give... I receive. And for any more magic, just jump on lovelifeshow.com and Jane and I would like to wish you the most amazing, spiritual, sacred, meaningful Christmas. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening. And it's a beautiful day.